Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, I'm going to give you a recap of a fireside chat that I gave this week for an organization. And, you know, it really covers five points. It was really focused on BCDR, security, and those kind of things. But, and I'm only going to give you a very small part of it because it was a uh, half hour, 45 minutes that we were talking. But I'm going to give you the key messages from it and let you do with it what you may. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. As you know, we partnered with Alex's Lemonade Stand to raise awareness and money for cures for childhood cancer. We set a goal of $50,000. We've raised $55,000 this year, and we are starting to hatch our plans for next year. We're going to support Alex's Lemonade Stand again next year, and I think the goal is going to go up, and we have some creative things going on with our team around how we're going to do that. I hope you will join us. In fact, let's plow through it this year. If you get a chance, hit our website, top right-hand column. You're going to see a link to the Lemonade Stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community and we thank you in advance. One last thing, if you want to help us out, best way to do that, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, here's the core of my message. There was uh, five things. I Again, it was a fireside chat. It was around security. It was a security company. I was talking to healthcare professionals as well as uh, payer professionals. And these are the, the five uh, key messages that I gave. And then I took some quotes from the various people that I've been interviewing lately. The first is healthcare is now and always will be under pressure. There's a, there's a group of people that believe that somehow magically we're going to go back to a, a better time in healthcare where we're not under pressure. It's a $4 trillion industry. There, everyone has figured out that there is money to be made here. There's regulatory pressure and, and there is uh, competitive pressure. There's all sorts of new entrants into the market, not, to, not the least uh, of which we also have to worry about attack vectors and security threats to our organization. So healthcare is now and always will be under pressure. And so this is the new norm. Get used to it and it's going to be a slog. We have to know who we are what value we bring to our community and accentuate that value at every turn and uh, optimize that value. Uh, number two, technology is now universally viewed as an enabler, but implementation is unequally distributed. So there, there was a time where we had to convince people that technology was going to bring about positive change in healthcare. And it, it, you know, maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago, we were still talking to people and they were saying, we should go back to paper, paper is good. I think we have gotten beyond that. Technology is now universally viewed as an enabler. And we're starting to see use cases that are really, really interesting. And an example I just talked to somebody about 
was uh, AI applied to medical imaging. And yes, it's going to come alongside the radiologist and the cardiologist in terms of being a co-pilot and say, hey, this is what I saw. What do you see? Kind of thing. But we also have the ability to go back and have it look at the last 15 years of images and identify the things we didn't see. And that is good for patients. It's good for our community. It's good for health. And so, and I think these kinds of use cases really are opening people's eyes to what is possible once you digitize the medical record and everything around it. All right, number three, significant focus on AI right now in all areas. I'm not gonna hit this too hard because we talk about AI a lot, but it's important to note that a lot of AI started before generative AI and that AI is way past the hype cycle and past the trough of disillusionment and is moving into real practical application, okay? There is a lot of focus in healthcare right now. Everybody I talk to has some sort of initiative looking at AI. In fact, I think if I were a CIO today, I would either be partnering with a company or I would have some of my staff members. I had some some real nerds, and I say that because I am one and I really appreciate those people that really love what technology can do. I would have them working on training a model, learn what it takes, provision some GPUs up in the cloud, take some of the open source models, play around with it. I would be doing that. And I think the reason I would be doing that is because I'm pretty well convinced that these large language models have practical application within healthcare. And I want my team to really understand it at the root level. And if we can understand it at the root level, and I'm starting to read stories where people are training these models in days, like a couple days with some really interesting outcomes. And I know we have really smart staff within, I know I did within my healthcare organization that I could have given this to, they could have spun some things up and then they could demonstrate training a model on site with our data. And then who knows, maybe I wouldn't have to pay as much to a cloud provider to, to utilize their model. So I'd be looking at that. And uh, all right, so there you have a significant focus on AI right now. There's really two ways people are looking at it. The easy button is your vendors are gonna build it into their products. And so people are evaluating that aspect. And then the more hard or more advanced is build and train your own models, which is what I was just talking about. And I think the primary focus right now is on the clinician experience, financial and patient engagement. If I had to really classify it, it's, you know, financial is driving it. There's a lot more efficiencies, but there's patient engagement things that are being done that I think are really interesting. And then the clinician experience obviously is at the forefront of everything we're doing right now. All right, that's number three. Number four, security officers. Again, this was a, a security conversation. Security officers are finally empowered even if they are underfunded, okay? And I just had a CISO 229 event and we had a, a bunch of healthcare chief information security officers in the room and they are being invited either to subcommittees of the board, if not the board itself. They are definitely front and center, top of mind. The CEO is aware of them is aware of the job they're doing, is looking at metrics that are created by the security officers. In fact, a handful of the security officers shared 
the the dashboards and the reports that they were taking in. One of the things is you cannot overcomplicate it. And so they were simplifying these dashboards to really focus in on the things and the metrics that were important that a board understand so that they could they could ascertain where the organization stood in terms of its risk profile. Again, great work being done by these by these CISOs. And uh, yeah, so again, they had a newfound prominence. They are now at the board level. This is uh, this is exciting stuff. Yes, they're underfunded. Everybody in the room could use uh, an additional three to five staff members in the security, but they're getting creative. They're they're outsourcing some things. They're they're utilizing vendors in different ways. And so you know, I, again, the most creative people in the world to me are the people who can in like seven letters or less on a license plate, say like a whole sentence. Like you could look at somebody's license plate, they have seven letters and you're like, oh, that guy's a golfer. He has three grandkids. He, you know, it's like, it's amazing. And when we're given constraints like that, I think that tends to bring out the best in us. And that's what's happening with the security officers right now. So they're empowered, they're uh, elevated, but yes, they are underfunded. And then the final thing we talked about was BCDR strategies evolved significantly during the era of ransomware and continue to evolve and heard some exciting things. You know, we're, you know, one of the things we've heard over and over again is it's not if, but when you're going to be ransomed. And so if you start with that mindset, you can do a handful of things. One is you can, you can, you know, essentially order your defenses for they're already in and they're already, you know, moving around your network. And then the second thing you can do is you can plan for a recovery. And if you're planning for a recovery, you can think about things like a clean active directory. What are you going to do to stand up a clean active directory? What are you going to do to stand up your prioritized apps and prioritize your apps? Look at all the integrations, have them mapped for when that happens. And so we've, we've seen a lot of really good stuff happening there. I like the work that's going on with the uh, CISO community in, in that space specifically. You know, a lot of that's happening in the cloud. You have your, for the things you have on-prem, you're going to the cloud. For the things that are in the cloud, you know, your your backup is actually on-prem. And it's it's very interesting to see how this stuff is evolving. The, the thing that still concerns me is our backups and uh, BCDR of cloud-specific SaaS applications. Continues to be a concern for me. If I ask somebody, hey, if you lose Workday, you know, what's your, what's your backup? And they'll say, well, Workday has all these things. Yeah, you got to ver- you got to validate those things, verify those things, make sure that Workday can do that because that's what we had with the Chronos situation where people were like, "Well, it's in the cloud. Of course they have all these things." And then it was gone for 30 days and we had to find ways around that. Well, that's going to be really hard when we move our ERP and our financials into Oracle and Workday and the, the rest of them in the cloud. So, I am a little concerned about that. So here were my key messages. Healthcare is now and always will be under pressure. Technology is now universally viewed as an enabler, but implementation is unequally distributed across AMC to critical access hospital. It's just unequally distributed. Uh, Significant focus on AI right now in all areas. Security officers are finally empowered, even if they are underfunded. And then BCDR strategies evolved during the era of ransomware. And it's exciting where the security officers have taken it. So that's just a high level. Now we talked for 45 minutes. I pulled some quotes from the various health system leaders that I've interviewed recently. And, and there were good quotes, great, great support and things that are going on at the various health systems across the country. 
as you know, Fridays for me are times to just catch up, catch you up on the things I've been talking about, who I've been talking to and that kind of stuff. And that's one of the things I did this week. Thought I'd share it with you. All right. That's all for today. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or colleague, start the conversation or keep the conversation going. That would be greatly appreciated. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.